Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our Extra Strength Gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Eleven seconds to get a shot off that could be remembered for the ages. To Massengill, eight seconds. Jasmine to Edwards, a straightaway three. Good! It's good! Four seconds to go! Treyana Edwards with a shot heard round the world puts Kentucky up two. Four seconds, Henderson spins, Henderson at half court, won't get a shot off, fairytale dreams come true, 40 years in the making, the Kentucky Wildcats are champions of the Southeastern Conference. Hello everybody, happy Monday to you, March 7th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your stormy, ugly Monday morning. Weather outside, it is frightful, but the basketball on the TV, Nick Roush, it's delightful. How are you, pal? Man, I'm fired up. Darren Hedrick, hell of a call there. Uh, man, just a, a great way to, to start the madness for the Big Blue Nation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Justin Kalen, how are you? I'm good as well. It was a, it was a good weekend. Uh, we got some storms. I like storms. Big big fan of today. Wait. Oh, I don't, no idea why. I am not anti-storm. I do like storm. Uh, generally would prefer them at night, which I guess technically did happen last night or this morning because uh, it did storm throughout the night. But, uh, Justin, the reason I'm out on this one is because in like three hours it's going to be thirty-five degrees cooler. Yeah, that I am not a fan of. Yeah, if, if it can stay warm and storm, I'm good. 
it's going to be a really weird work day for me. And the last thing I want to do is work. I'm, we, we've got some like crud going around the house and it's not enough to like, I don't think knock anybody on their high knees, but it's just as annoying. But anyways, neither here nor there, but it's going to be an interesting appraising day because I got to prepare for the rain, but also it's going to be like cold by the, by the time people are leaving work. So uh, if you haven't left the house yet, prepare for that. It's going to be like 30 degrees cooler when you head home later this evening. So oh, Jude Redfield put me in a bad mood with this seven day forecast this week it's like oh, oh my so we gosh. Just... saturday's forecast oh yeah it's just like oh let's let's go out and have a fun day partying on a saturday oh two, no not happening so i'm gonna drop from like 60 to 30. it's unbelievable yeah of course friday my birthday the weather looks pretty solid nothing bad happens on the march 11th we all know that but oh, oh. next day d disgusting yeah i totally agree I, not 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 ideal but like we said, who cares? Weather be damn. It's March. Weather yeah. could, it could be blizzards for all we care. We, we, got we can watch basketball inside. We don't need to be outside, damn it. Well, let's talk about this woman's championship for, for a moment. Um, I, I certainly will gladly eat some crow. Just one on the turnaround this season. Uh, when they were 9-11 and 11 and 2-8 and eight in conference, Yes, I was one of those people wondering if Kentucky basketball had made a mistake, and I was the person saying that they had squandered this insane talent and you weren't going to have much to show for it. And I did not anticipate this turnaround. Now, we did all say the schedule's going to get a little easier towards the end of conference play. They can rattle off a few wins there. Even all that being said, never in a million years thought that they would be able to make an SEC tournament run. I kind of follow from arm's length away the the woman's bracketology and whatnot. So I knew going into the SEC tournament, a win in Kentucky, well, they had to, their 7-10 game. They would win that. If they lost that one, they are probably going to be out. If they won that one, okay, probably in. But if you really want to feel good about things, beat LSU in the quarterfinals. And if you do that, then you're in. Well, they did that, Roush, and I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, Nashville's good to the Cats. They got two wins. Mm -hmm. They locked their spot in the NCAA tournament. This hasn't really been the season that we all thought or hoped it would be, but they're going to be in the tournament. Worst-case scenario averted, and who knows? Maybe you can upset, win a game or two, make it to the second weekend. You never know. Now, the expectations have all changed. Uh, the Just the, the way that we're going to look at the season is completely and totally different, and they just beat South Carolina is going to win the national championship in women's basketball. I guess maybe unless they run into the cats, am I right? But they're yeah. going to win. And I wouldn't be shocked if they won every game up until the final four or the national championship game by double digits. And they clearly kind of took their foot off the gas. You still give all the credit in the world to Kentucky for coming back, but they were probably similar to Tennessee and LSU Roush overlooking Kentucky a little bit in that fourth quarter. You can't tell me that they didn't think they probably had that bad boy wrapped up. And sure enough, Kentucky just kept fighting, kept fighting. And then the biggest shot in UK women's basketball history as they clinched, I hadn't realized they hadn't won an SEC tournament since for over 40 years. That's crazy yeah. too. So uh, that was a historic moment for the program and shout out to Kyra Elsey and her team for rallying together and making history. Yeah, and that, that was the, I think, the biggest, um, the, the the most disappointing part of that midseason just sputter for the cast was that it's like, you have the, you have Ryan Howard. She's a generational talent. Like, that's the kind of player you have to have in order to be, do like, to be good in women's basketball, you need to have a dominant player. They've had one with Howard and just haven't turned it into anything. And he thought, man, 
they're going to waste an opportunity. You know what? They didn't. <laughs> they really didn't. They went on an improbable run. Uh, I think that was the second highest seed to ever win the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament as a seven seed. Uh, and, and what was fun about it, too, was just how they went about it. I mean, they beat the snot out of everybody they played until the finals. I mean, they, they put it on LSU. Kim Mulkey was out there put, uh, fist pumping, about to punch an official in the face. Uh, she was losing her damn mind Friday night. And that was then, super embarrassing, by the way. That was <laughs> like, and and it's just so interesting somehow how media, if they're fans or not fans and stuff like that, how people portray that. Like you know, I saw people being like, "It's great to see a coach stand up and fight for their players." That is so misguided and just flat out wrong. Like oh, just people wrong. said that. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a horrible take. The the good news is, is I think most people. Um, are generally on the same page with Kim Mulkey just being just the worst. Yeah, I, don't, I know people that actually like follow women's basketball know that, but I think just some, yes, it was terrible. That's embarrassing. Like, imagine being a grown adult and doing that. And not that it makes it okay, but also doing it just like stone cold sober. Like, you'll see, like, <laughs> a lot of, I mean, it's true. Like, you'll see sometimes like awkward interactions at bars or out or stuff like that. Uh, where, you know, people get heated and there may be some, like, verbal back and forth. But generally, you can be like, oh, well, I'm sure that person's probably been drinking for 12 hours. Um, this was just, like, an unhinged – that's not, like, normal behavior. It's not. And I think a lot of things in sports sometimes just gets glossed over because it's in the world of sports. But, like, running out and nearly getting in somebody's face and at least – intimidating them with like the idea of a punch just the way you're flailing your arms or at least the idea that something incidental could happen what a what a nut like an absolute nut and same if you do something like that in the men's game if you run out onto the court you know the fact that she wasn't kicked out of the game was the right right easiest thing of all time i was happy to see her and lsu lose you always love beating tennessee mm -hmm. it, really was, it not only was just like this unbelievable improbable against all the odds sort of runs, but you beat one of the biggest villain head coaches in women's basketball. You beat your rival, Tennessee, which is hilarious because women's basketball is their their top notch. It's it's I mean football stinks for them, so understandably so that they kind of herded towards women's basketball. Men's basketball is picked up, but women's basketball was there first for Tennessee. You beat them, you send them home. Predominant fans in Nashville for that tournament were UT fans, as they often are. They're like the UK fans for the men's SEC tournament. And then the number one team, again, the team that almost I would feel very, very confident in saying would win the national championship, had only lost one game on the year, Roush, and you upset them on, again, uh, a wild finish. So can I tell you my viewing experience of this game? Yes, I just would like to point out uh, Kim Mulkey had big time Tiger Lady energy like that. Her shirt, she, it's like when she put on that superhero cape, she was going to be reckless that day. Like you're asking for it when you're wearing that shirt. Elements of provocation, Stephen. Yeah, Smith. and people always kind of don't like it when you comment on woman coaches' outfits and they feel like they get sub subjected to criticism or just comments more. Although, like, men get commented. I mean, the whole Cal. Oh, me, thing. yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm very critical on, on what coaches wear, regardless of sex. I just love that she's she has, like, big ant energy with that, with the so sequence tiger silk shirt. Well, I don't doubt that women in sports are subjected to more sexist, unintentionally probably a lot of times comments or things that men in sports don't have to deal with a lot of times that was just a hideous shirt 
uh, no other way really around it. If a if a male coach was wearing it, I wouldn't care. Mm. Like, well, that was something that I feel like if you asked your six year old daughter what they wanted to wear out today, they'd be like, "Can I wear the tiger shirt?" And you'd be like, "Oh, but we're going to like church. Do you really? It's the it, we'll be out in public. People are going to see you in the shirt. Uh, do you really want to wear it?" And she's like, "I'm going tiger shirt. I want tiger shirt." And she went yeah, tiger yeah. shirt, and maybe that's why she was it, so. Uh, just rattled is because she she thought she was getting some looks for wearing such a goofy shirt it's it's something that like an aunt of mine would have homemade in the 90s <laughs> yes. and worn on special occasions like uh, oh man we whew, that, that was big, big aunt energy there with kim mulkey man just so much fun to beat her and like said beat the vols and then south carolina i'm the 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 part that um I remember Mark Story wrote this after Matthew Mitchell's sudden retirement. Like Kentucky was on pace to to be what South Carolina is. Him mm-hmm. and Don Staley came in right around the same time. And the biggest difference was, and I and I, I hate that her name escapes me right now. It wasn't Asia Wilson, but she had they had a good player uh, right around the same time that like Kentucky was rising. And a couple wins here and there, and then a rule change that really cut back on like they, they started calling a lot of hand checks and stuff. The rule change really hindered the UK women's basketball program's growth because they were all pressed 40 minutes of hell, that sort of stuff. And they had to dial it back. And now in that sliding doors moment, South Carolina's risen to the top. Dawn Staley, as much as she's well respected and all that, when you're when you're playing and cheering for Kentucky, South Carolina is real easy to hate. So to, to see them crumble down the stretch, lordy, lordy, what an exciting game. Uh, it was great. Great. It, it kind of was UK fans' reintroduction into March Madness for the first time since 2019 uh, in terms of like games that you cared about coming down to the wire. My watching experience was somewhat interesting. I know most people probably won't care, but I am curious your opinion on it, Roush. So I'm watching i'm flipping back and forth between games it's not looking good for uk women's basketball so i'm not as locked in watching it uh as as others were so again you i'm eating crow today and i'm all right with that i was totally wrong i was wrong even in turning the channel yesterday i didn't Mm -hmm. think that they were going to be able to beat south carolina i'm not afraid to admit that um i guess that makes me brave if you really think about that stuff so i'm flipping other games and but i'm still scrolling the old tweeter and i'm scrolling my phone and I'm and I, I'm doing what I actually think maybe social media was like invented to do, where I'm reading stuff and I'm keeping tabs on this woman's game, and like, hey, Kentucky down eight, they still have a fighting chance, you know, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter or whatever it is. They're they're starting to play better, and I notice on my Twitter though, Roush, that the tweets that I'm reading they're like six minutes ago, so I'm like, oh well, okay, I'm just gonna kind of read this timeline and see if this gets interesting, but I'm not going to flip it back over to the game because this is six minutes. So, like, whatever, you know, it, it's ancient history by this point. So mm-hmm. what, how, what I'm following along on social media is long ago, the game's probably already over at this point, so I can't flip it over. That was my it, thought. It was, it was also responsible of you, too, to not jinx it as well. Like well, I didn't really think of that, but you're right. It makes me even more braver that I didn't mm-hmm. that I would didn't make this about me. So I'm scrolling up my timeline and I'm seeing tweets from you. Larry Vault was all over it. The Kentucky Colonel was all over it. There were several several others. Uh, obviously, KSR had good coverage of it as well. Following all these different people, 
and Kentucky's starting to kind of come back. And I'm looking up the timeline, and it's like four minutes ago. And I'm looking up the timeline, and then like I'm, you know, I'm two minutes behind real time, and I'm seeing that UK is interesting. If I just flipped it over right when I started realizing Kentucky had made it interesting, I would have saw the final minute because I guess things took a long time there um, because I was catching up. Sure enough, I'm like, well, I'm not going to flip it over. Same reasons that you said. And I, I follow the final sequence all on Twitter. And I can't tell you how fun it was to like slowly scroll up and like with read with anticipation of like, you know, you see the end of the tweet first when you're scrolling up. So, you know, I'd be like on the lookout to see if there's a score that may come up. I was really doing the slow creep because the anticipation was killing me. And the payoff was amazing. Like I got to read that UK had beaten South Carolina through all of your all's tweets and everybody going crazy. And then sure enough, you know, I, I, I have, I've since watched the final like three minutes in the game to see exactly how UK did it. But that was my watching experience. So on the one hand, I kind of felt like I messed out on the other hand, unique though, kind of, it was, it was kind of cool to see as long as they won. I think I was going to be happy. Yeah. I, uh, I did. I woke up from a nap around halftime and was like, okay, well they're within arm's length. And, and that was the, I think what was really key was making sure that uh, even when South Carolina hit some shots that I don't, I don't think it ever really got outside of that 12 point buffer zone. I just worried that they were going to stay in that buffer zone the whole time, TJ. It's like, do they have enough to make a run here? Um, because a, a lot of it wasn't, uh, you know, in some of their earlier games, I think against LSU, Howard hit four threes in the first half and was six of eight on the night. So like, a lot of their success during that run, Ron Howard was just killing it. Well, the shots weren't falling as easily. In South Carolina, they got some big girls. And, like, even whenever uh, – hey, like there was one play in particular where uh, the girl from UK drove – shot with her left and just – it got swatted in the stands. I was like, you got to use your left hand. They're going to block that every time. She's too big. And Brooke was like, no, no, no. She used her left hand. That girl's just enormous. And she was right, like – South Carolina was good, but what I loved is uh, Dre Edwards, man. After she got her shot blocked, they ran an inbounds play. She went right back at her, went up and under. And the, the fearlessness that they showed throughout that run that, you know, when, when st shots start falling, you hit like a big three and then uh, you can feel the energy in the room. Sometimes nerves can get in the way, but credit to the Cats for, for getting the stops they needed to because that was what was really crucial down the steps. Is, is getting those stops just to give themselves a chance. Um, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, I mean, I, 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 South Carolina probably only made like two or three shots down the stretch, and then they let nerves get to them at the free throw line. So, man, just it was it was, it was was big. I, I really was worried, though, TJ, that the officials not calling anything. Kentucky got it to one. Howard has it in the paint, and there's like four people in there just swatting at the ball. And I'm like, oh, God, really, we're not going to get anything. South Carolina had zero fouls called on them in the fourth quarter up to that point. I was like, if this is how this game ends, that's just a load of bull crap. But credit to them, man. They never gave up. And then for Elsie, I think in any situation there, you'd be like, oh, we'll give it to Ryan Howard. I was kind of arguing with Brooke, like, okay, do you, do you give it to Howard? Or Dre was hot. Like, she had a, a bunch of – I mean, I probably had, like, the final eight, nine points with the Cats. And I was like, is her hand still hot? And Brooke's like, I don't know if the hand's still hot. We got to go to Howard. And uh, just a well-drawn-up play, well-executed, and just buried at the top of the key. Just freaking ice in her veins. And not only to, to to hit that shot and 
to not let South Carolina get off a shot. But then the celebration, the interview, the post-game interview by Edwards is just, I mean, so awesome. Like, that that's like one of those you dream about being that much of a badass moment. And, and she did it Sunday in Nashville at the SEC tournament. Yeah, it, it takes some guts to take that shot, hit that shot. I thought the same thing that, like, well, if you miss that, everybody's going to be crying and moaning and wondering why Howard wasn't the one taking the final shot. It almost takes you a little bit back to the Arkansas finale when Brooks took that three. I am I am on team open shot versus lower shooting percentage player greater than wild contested shot of heavily guarded better shooter. And this was a wide open three. I won't pretend to know how many threes she has hit this season or her shooting percentage, even at that. Uh, but it was a wide open shot. And again, you're on scholarship to play basketball at the University of Kentucky. You were literally brought in to knock down those shots. On the biggest stage, in the biggest moment of her career, she knocks it down. That was sweet. And Roush, mm -hmm. in this region, we have heard about women's basketball all season, understandably mm -hmm. so. The Cats, unfortunately, went 0-2 against the regional schools around these parts. Uh, so I'm sure that along with UK, that UofL and IU fans were celebrating women's tournament championships this weekend. Justin? Nearly. We nearly celebrated a championship. And I'm sure that's why you threw in the joke, because you wanted to get a little jab at me. But that's fine. You know what? I'll take number two in the Big Ten women's tournament, because that's way farther than the men are going to go. Oh, Justin... Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah, you make a fun, little, cute, lighthearted joke, and then you make everybody start to kind of feel bad for you because IU men's uh, basketball stinks. Oh, no. Don't feel bad for me. I made this bed. I laid in it. Well, mm -hmm. that's about, Next it's, off, it's off the ground, and that's what matters the most. There will, <laughs> there will eventually be a day where you don't have to feel bad for me. Eventually. Well, I don't know uh, when, but that day will come. Uh, okay. All right. And then you of all women. Yeah, they had, they had like they had mega collapse. Uh, I think they were up like 14 in the fourth quarter or something like that, and and they lost. Oh man! Uh, did you see? Uh, did you see any clips of Cal at the game? I did. Have any? Has anybody found his watch? <laughs> oh man, that is such a. It's not even a first world problem. I, I don't. I don't even know what do you liken that to. But you're celebrating so hard, your Rolex goes flying off into the stands. It's so funny because he was he was so into like that entire final sequence. Like fourth quarter, everything like they, they would show him here and there in the crowd, and then of course the biggest moment happens, and then he's just like the, the concerned look on his face, where he didn't want to look too concerned because he was happy, but he was also like, "Oh damn, where to go?" <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, a great video. It's cool that he was there. I'm sure that they were happy to. They they love going to Nashville and seeing their daughter, and understandably so. But the video is classic, exactly like you said. It comes off instantly, and his initial reaction is like, oh, my, my watch is gone. I need to get this. But then kind of realizes in the heat of the moment that it's a game, something exciting's happened. I'll worry about the watch here in a second. Or potentially he was like, I have a lifetime contract and get over $9 million a year. Uh, we'll find the watch in, in due time. Like I just hope it wasn't a uh, like lucky watch or something because we he know said how it Cal is. Oh, he says no. it's a lucky watch. Oh no, he's superstitious too. There, That's... there was talks that it was returned to him though. Okay, you can see in the background. It's funny. Uh, 
somebody is like looks to be holding up a watch <laughs> like in some like some people took pictures of like the video and you could see like, it does look like somebody in the background is like holding up what appears to be a watch the vi- <laughs> and, and people replied i tweeted like being like we got to find this watch because it because it was lucky um you know obviously kind of joking my tweet people had done the screenshot of some lady in the background apparently holding a watch just imagine being in like it's raining rolexes on you in the ground <laughs> oh yeah, man. yeah yeah that's that is that's a great point <laughs> that's what i said in my life we had great seats we were a couple rows behind cal and i swear the second it seemed like she hit that final shot a rolex fell in my lap it's amazing this is a nine thousand dollar watch See, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. What percentage of people do you think, it, knowing that that came from Cal's wrist, give it back to him? I, I think ninety. I think the, the, the yes, I think the majority would give it back. But yeah, you would have those people that are like, "Oh, this is Cal's watch. I'm keeping it. He'll he can afford another one. It's okay." Yeah, you could have that. I don't know if people would know right off the bat it'd be Cal's watch, but in your hypothetical, like they get home, they see Cal's tweet, and they're like, oh, whoa, this is his watch. This is the one I got. Yeah, well, he said he's going to give a reward. Yeah, he tweeted out and said that Kyra Elsie wins an SEC championship and one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen, and then she finds my watch. You're the best, Coach Elsie. So the watch has been returned. The mojo's back. Hmm. That, did, that did make for a – a funny moment. Good, a good Sunday for UK. A good, a great weekend for UK. Oh, the back great weekend overall. Yeah, win the series against nationally mm-hmm. ranked TCU. So maybe this Kentucky baseball team will have a little bit more life than we were anticipating oh, this year. Ha- happy to eat crow if they can keep this up. That was a heck of a win. And the way they won Friday too, where it was like a a little dribbler to second, and the dude had a good break and slid into home to take the lead. Like, that was awesome. So, shout out to the Batcats. Shout out to the gymnastics, too, for upsetting LSU. I, I had tweets on my timeline complaining about NCAA officials in gymnastics. So, it's like, oh, man, that's a really happy to find this space in social media as as loud college basketball official complainer. So, glad that's not the only sport getting a lot of griping. Uh, and then and, the soft, and then the softball team did well yeah. against uh, Michigan. Yeah, they beat uh, top twenty Michigan. Um, you had dudes killing at the combine. Uh, Joe Thomas was talking about how he was a Luke Fortner fan, and Luke like grew up watching that guy. So uh, great weekend, and uh, you know, hell, we haven't even talked about the the cats going down to Florida and taking care of business. Oh, man, we'll talk about that though. Uh, did they just play two games against Michigan, and they just split the head to head? No, or it, they might have. Did they end up losing to him the second go around? Well, no, no, they lost the first go around. They won the second go around. It was a, it was a tournament deal. So I think there was like four or five teams in Lexington, and they played a bunch of games this weekend. Softball, they play a lot of games. Oh, they play so many, so many. Okay, yeah. so it was a little tournament. Gotcha. Um, well, so did they? I guess they won the little tournament. Yes. They also played Kent State this weekend, which I had yes, no Kent State was the like finale. I gotcha. Well, good stuff. Way, way to go, women's softball. We are going to come back and we are going to talk UK men's basketball and their win down in the swamp. We know what their road looks like in the SEC tournament. We'll talk about if we like it, don't like it, everything. It, it's it, this is it. This is what we've been excited about. This is what we've been waiting for. It's March Madness time in the bluegrass. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big. Here we go. Everybody wanna talk like they got something to say, but you-
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Good to be the king. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM. Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Monday stormy morning. Roush back from Indianapolis. Everything go well at the combine? No issues? Uh no, well, no, no issues. Yeah, I I was uh I, I did take a nap at a circle k gas station on the way back home though I, I i made it like halfway and i was dozing off i was so tired i was like just stop roush just go take a nap got 15 minutes in and a coffee and then i was i was back home and then right back to sleep for like an hour hmm, that's a weird well, way to weird way to say thornton's there roush that well, is a super weird way for you to uh, weird, accidentally pull up and say thornton's it was a weird pronunciation i, I don't know where that came from <laughs> Thornton's, they got all the coffee you need for your pit stops. If you need a little break, if you need a little pep in your step, a little extra fuel, uh, well, they've got a lot of fuel. They do. They're Thornton's. They're a gasoline shop and uh, mini cafe is what they've turned into. They've got breakfast sandwiches, burritos, croissant sandwiches that Justin loves, and they've got fresh fruit as well. And donuts, the pastries, whatever you're in the mood for. Thornton's going to have it. They're all throughout the city. Uh, they're a long set of 65 as well. So check out a Thornton's today and text into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. Probably not such a huge surprise, but a lot of text over the weekend because the Cats played. And Roush, they went down to Gainesville. This was a stereotypical buffer zone game. The, the game wasn't really ever in doubt after really like 10 minutes once it started, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even sooner than that. And Florida would make their runs. They'd cut into the lead here and there, and then Kentucky would do what they'd have to do to make sure it was still within arm's length. And uh, and they did. So they get an eight-point win down in the swamp. What are some of your takeaways? Uh, Nice game from Wheeler. The scoop shots were back. Uh, He was getting into the lane seemingly at will. Uh, So good to see him back on track. Ta-ta. Still a little off, off, but got to got to get him in Oscar Sheepway. Just he's just a badass. He is the baddest ass of all badasses. I, the one, um, the fact that like him and Grady are now getting guys on the head fakes. Like Grady did that multiple times. The Oscar one where he got him on the head fake with the fifteen footer, and it looked like he jumped off the wrong foot. I don't. It was just a very weird dunk. But, man, he threw it down so hard. And then Cal, I don't know what the Cal shuffle was, but it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, the Cal shuffle. The, the Oscar's unbelievable. I mean, he really is just such an incredible college basketball player. The fact that he's not on every single person's mock draft as a first-rounder. If you don't love his potential and stuff as a lottery pick, whatever, I, he is undersized. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, sometimes just – like college stats, they're going to transfer to something. Like he's going to be an unbelievable rebounder in the NBA. All that being said, mock drafts keep not having him or including him and give him potentially an avenue to return. He's a freak. That first half was just like a classic Oscar game, but he did it in 20 minutes, had a double-double, and Florida had nothing for him. Nothing. And Castleton's one of the bigger bigs in the conference. You 
probably put him maybe third best big in the conference, maybe fourth, certainly in the conversation. Uh, just no answer, nothing. And the more Oscar knocks down that shot, and he's always going to be open there on that elbow, the more teams are going to overplay. It's almost similar to Wheeler. And I don't think any UK fan has an issue with Oscar taking that you know, 14-foot, 15-foot jump shot. Uh, but it's similar to Wheeler. It's just like that's such an added bonus if that goes in because you get to the point where how do you guard Kentucky? What do you do? So he's a freak. But again, mm-hmm. classic Oscar fra- fashion, you almost you know, like you don't really notice it a ton unless you're going out of your way and looking for it. Maybe you noticed a little bit more this past weekend because he was doing more scoring. And you're right, that dunk was pretty sweet. But just the way he rebounds the ball is so ho-hum that – uh, it, it we will we'll miss this dude if, if if this is last season first and only season that's that's fine uh it will have been more enjoyable than 99 percent of one and duns at kentucky uh, he's the, the kid the kid's awesome easy to root for fun to watch just the total package uh and saturday was just kind of that was perfect for him. Justin, what are we at on the National Player of the Year odds on on DraftKings? Uh funny you just asked that because I just went in and looked you can't even bet on it anymore. So done. It's, we're done. It's been taken wow. off the board. Taken off the board. Wow. See, I was, I was wondering when they were going to do that uh, because I saw yesterday it was minus four hundred. Yeah. And when you get something at minus four hundred, that's getting pretty close to Vegas being like, "Well, we there's always a chance there's a surprise and we can make a ton of money on this, but it, it, instead we're just gonna be paying out people." So they they pull it off the board. It's funny, you know, we got I, I got it at a pretty good value. I know some people even got it at better value than I did, but my brother was going to make a big bet as well. And then once it got to like minus 100, Justin, he's like, well, the juice. And I was like, you can still win money. Like he's going to win. So it's still some money. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, money's still right. better than no money. Now officially off the board. Missed, they missed their opportunity. I did. Uh, we tried to tell them. The- uh, you know what is an opportunity though, Justin? Uh, Indiana's plus twenty five hundred to win the Big Ten tournament title. They they've done that before, right? They could do it again. Uh, no. Why would I bet that? Huh. See, I, I, okay, yeah. Um, I, you played hard, Justin, against Purdue. They Didn't did, really and we no. had a had a decent shot to win. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're not. We don't play good in the Big Ten tournament. That's all it comes down to for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kentucky. Hopefully, they will play well. Uh, Kentucky third best odds to win the national championship, plus seven hundred. Uh, Gonzaga and Arizona, the only teams ahead of them, and then UK, the favorite to win the SEC mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. Roush, plus one ninety. I, I thought we'd get a little bit more juice there. I was hoping more like plus two thirty or something. But yeah, they're ahead of. Auburn, uh, Tennessee, and Arkansas. Yeah, the odds makers seem to think it'll be Kentucky, Auburn, or Tennessee, but Kentucky kind of, I shouldn't say a huge favorite, but they're plus 190, Auburn second, plus 260, and then Tennessee plus 330, and then a little bit of a drop-off before you get to Arkansas, plus 750. The The bracket's been set, Roush. We know what it looks like. Kentucky's going to be in that three spot. If you could have had it your way, who would you have wanted Kentucky to play in? Like, we knew that it was going to be Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky. 
And and I wouldn't be shocked if one or multiple of those teams end up losing where that's not the semifinal. But we all thought, like, okay, Kentucky could end up being a four. That means you could see Auburn on Saturday. If you could pair it out, how would you have paired it out? For for your personal UK fandom's sake. So uh, I think the teams uh, – I would really want revenge for that Arkansas game because it's close, and I feel like Kentucky's just better. But the – the note factor, I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of like having Tennessee as the team because um, each game, it was almost like like you had the big Kentucky blowout at home, and then uh, the Cats made it close, if I'm not mistaken, but it Tennessee just came out like a bat out of hell in that game. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I want to see that happen. I, I, want, I want to see where rubber meets the road. I still have that semifinal against Grant Williams fresh in my mind. I know these players don't, but um, I kind of, I kind of like this one, even though they might end up being the best of all the other two teams out there. I, I, Auburn's guards, I know that's like a very common take to have about like, oh, window green, are they good enough? But um, they, you know, they make some shaky decisions down the stretch. So, but uh, all in all, I do feel like I can't get too takey because it's splitting hairs with all three of these teams. It is, and there's really no right or wrong answer. I didn't like you couldn't. I, I didn't want the loss to Florida to bump Kentucky to the four seed. I it, so that was it. That certainly wasn't my preference. I do wish you could have gotten Auburn on Saturday. We talked about this last week. I wish that it could have worked out that way, and Kentucky not have lost to Florida, but that wasn't a possibility. So ultimately, I'm glad it worked out the way that it did. Would have liked Auburn on Saturday, just potentially fresher legs. It will be fresher legs for Auburn as well. So, you know, who that is a benefit for or who does that hurt, you don't know until you play the game. But just with the the way we see sometimes the selection committee, you hear different rationale and different reasoning every year. One emphasis, one year won't – and you saw it even on the selection preview show where they talk about one team and say their quad one and two wins were just truly amazing. And then the next team, well, we looked at their quad losses, and it's really impressive. So you know the criteria can change. I just worry about a Sunday game against Auburn, about one, will it even matter for any seeding purposes, and then the tired legs aspect of it. But with the way it all worked out, I actually think the road for Kentucky isn't too savvy. The the big thing that I'm I'm most pleased about this road is there was five teams tied at 9-9, and And the way that the tiebreaker shook out, I just I did not want to see LSU again. The way they foul and hack and just I, I I did not want to see that team one more time. Instead, Kentucky is going to get most likely Alabama. They'll play the winner of uh, Georgia Vanderbilt in the in the uh, uh, in the Thursday game. Uh, Alabama's I, I feel like Kentucky can beat the hell out of them whenever they want. Well, so if you're kind of like ranking Kentucky's quarterfinal opponents, you probably would have had LSU the toughest, probably would have Alabama second, and then some variation of like Mississippi State, South Carolina, Texas A&M, Florida. I'm not really sure. But the reason I like this, uh, one, I do agree with you. I think Kentucky can beat Alabama if they play 20 times, uh, let alone doing it for a third time. But unless Vandy upsets Alabama, which I actually could see happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be the, the biggest surprise in SEC basketball tournament history. But if Alabama wins, let's say Kentucky does play Alabama. The reason I like this is I think Kentucky's locked into a two seed. And I've said this for a little while now, or at least I've talked about it. I've floated around this idea. 
if you lost Alabama, it's not a bad loss. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to, mm, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know if they'll be ranked when the polls come out today, but it, they, they could very well be a ranked team. So it almost where if you had lost to like a South Carolina or a Mississippi State, would that be considered a quote-unquote bad enough loss to potentially bump you if Kentucky just goes down to Tampa, they're not feeling it, they don't have their A game, and they get upset? I don't think it's going to happen. I'd be very surprised if UK lost Friday regardless of who they played. But with the way with it being Alabama, it will lock you into nothing but either a quality win or what would be considered a quality loss. It'd be quad one, one way or another. Alabama's top 50 in the net. This is a neutral site, so you go to that. Um, now, on the flip side of that, if, if Vanderbilt upsets Alabama, then Vanderbilt certainly could be considered a bad loss, um, not an ideal situation. And to be honest with you, I think I'd rather even play Alabama than Vanderbilt. Yes, Kentucky should be able to beat Vandy. They, they've they done it twice. They do it again. Same thing. I don't, I'm not super worried about it, but Pippen going for 35, that'd be more frustrating than having to deal with Alabama's threes, in my opinion. That could be a really bad take. I know a lot of people could totally disagree with that, but I'll be rooting for Alabama to beat Vanderbilt because Vandy just won the chance of a bad loss. Two, Pippen, who has just been completely and totally unguardable for us. So if we, if we avoided him, fine by me. Yeah, um, it would be funny, though. You think you've had enough of Scottie Pippen and then just one more time in Nashville going and scoring 40 points. <laughs> like, I mean, I have no doubt he'd score 30 against you guys. I still think Scottie <laughs> would win by 10, but it would just be him scoring nonstop, and that would be frustrating and annoying. But uh, it, it, I, I think ultimately, assuming Alabama can beat Vanderbilt, I think it almost was like a, a perfect situation for you. And then instead of getting that game against Auburn on Saturday, you will get Tennessee. That's fine. Uh, that will be like all the reasons Roush mentioned, the rubber match, uh, that that Saturday. Gosh, it could be a lot of fun for Kentucky fans. Uh, and then we'll see what happens and shakes out if Kentucky can make it to Sunday of the SEC championship. But the way it worked out, I liked it because I really, unless Vandy upsets Alabama, there's not a bad loss out there for Kentucky to take. Thus, you're locked into that two spot, and I think you're only playing for a one spot. And if you win all three games, you will be a one. I don't think there's any questions about it. I think there's a huge drop-off in the way the resumes are kind of shaking out. And it goes back similar to that selection committee sort of preview thing, where I think Baylor and Gonzaga are locked for ones, Arizona probably, and then I think it's Auburn, Kentucky, and Kansas competing for that final one-spot roush. And then there's a huge drop off. So two of those, one of those teams will be a one, and two of them will be a two. Auburn, Kentucky, and Kansas. One will be a one. Two of them will be two seeds. And I think there's a huge drop off to that third two seed, where I think it would take Kentucky losing to Vandy to even get into that neighborhood. And even then, they could still be a two seed. Um, so I, I think I one very very confident that UK is going to be playing in Indianapolis for the first and second rounds to the point where you should go ahead and book your tickets. And then two, I, I think regardless of what happens in Tampa, UK is going to be a, a, a two seed. Or if they win it all, they will absolutely be a one seed. So that's the way I'm breaking down the brackets if anybody was curious. Well, and to your point about other teams, like Kentucky just continuing to win while others fall by the wayside, that's what's going to lock them in at least to that two seed. And it, hell, it – Mighty Meanwhile, one seed's still on the table. Wisconsin lost to Nebraska ball? What? They- <laughs> that, cost me a par- that, that cost me a parlay. I just had 
Wisconsin money line just for the little out of juice, and then Johnny Davis goes gets hurt. But even yeah. then, Nebraska ball still without without Bryce McGowan. They they that was I watched that game. That was a joke. Uh, and I was very frustrated with Wisconsin. Suck at Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin, you can suck it. And you know who else can take out their suck it and suck it? Mike What a loser. They made this week all about him, and you can't even beat a bad North Carolina team? (laughs) Man. Oh, man. At least he still got to lecture him after the game. That's all he was there for anyway. Be quiet. This isn't part of the program. We set up the ceremony thinking we were going to (laughs) win. Puts the K and suck it. Oh, boy. I loved it. And here's the sad thing about it, Roush. I didn't get to see it. No. No. I was at a party. You you were at a party that didn't have this game on? It was a big party. It was like a classy. It wasn't like a sit around the TV party. Oh, like were you wearing a collared shirt? Uh, Forget what I was wearing. It was Saturday was the first day drinking day of 2022 for me. So. I think I had a bad batch. If we're <laughs> oh man, and you know it was a great day for it, and it's really just oh, got me so ticked cool. off. Like that, the St. Patrick's Day parade needed to happen on Saturday. I'm crossing my fingers; they're just going to be like, you know what, we're just going to do it the following Saturday. We ain't doing a parade in 32 degree weather, and that way TJ can be in for it, and I'll be like, woo, go me! I'll be there for it. Gosh, it uh, does look so miserable. I'm I'm very disappointed. You'll learn. Now that you're getting into the St. Patrick's Day parade game, uh, you always get hosed by the weather on that Saturday, for what it's worth. Mm, yeah, you still make true. do. You still make do with it. Although I'll say this: what it looks like on Saturday looks like it'll be the worst weather that that thing's ever had, um, <laughs> or at least since I've been going to it. It's there's been cold. There's it's been in the 30s before. I think there's even been like some wet rain, like mid 40s. But if you're flirting with the 20s, that's uncharted territory, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, and it it was nice just like after the game, I went over to buddies and they had a TV on with games outside or like we're just hanging out in the backyard. Like it was lots of good times to be had. And it was over in Indiana. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to – there's no way North Carolina is, is going to cover 11 points. Like they're a terrible basketball team. But you know what? I'll put 10 points on them or t- 10 bucks on them. Why, why the heck not? Um, and lordy, lordy, it was – they just beat the snot out of them. I mean, absolutely put it on them. I loved – there was so much to love about the loss, too, because the crowd shots to, like, Jay Williams and Woj and uh, Batty, like, they they kept going to the crowd shots of concerned looks, not just among sad little nerds in Shushuskiville, but also the former players. Man, I loved every second of it. And you know what else I love too? I love that ESPN really put egg on its face. They've been hyping this up all week, and the damn game didn't even start on time because ESPN won't block off more than two hours windows for games. It's it's hilarious. The game before was a good – I think it was Kansas-Texas uh, winning overtime. So, yeah, love that. And then I love that after the game, I mean, North Carolina, they they kept hitting shots down the stretch, and Powell Bancaro kept dribbling off his foot. I mean, it was it was hilarious to see the lack of composure on the Duke sideline while Hubert Davis just played his five starters the entire second half and said, all right, we're doing this. They went out and did it. And then after the game, to really pour salt in the wound, 
Coach K, it's been all about me, me, me. Hubert Davis says, I'm not doing a post-game interview. You guys, you all are the stars of the show. You go take it, players. And uh, Big Cot came out there with uh, somebody else, I forget who, and, and did it. I just, uh, it was glorious. Such a, oh, man. Uh, it, you know, there's also another funny thing, too. Like, he had, like, his whole family out there, but his daughters are married and they didn't bring their husbands out it was very weird very weird collection of folks out at half court with coach k did they not get invited did they not get enough tickets were tickets too much did they need to spend seven thousand dollars to watch them lose oh uh i that's what i think i missed the most is just not seeing the crowd shots during the game and then people crying afterwards and and then you you get the duke assistant not shaking hubert davis's hand and the rationale was he didn't shake our hands before the game. Why do people? Why is there any national media member that defends Duke? And like this is going to be the end of the era with K. But it's been this way for he goes into locker rooms and will you know lecture opposing players. He's a loser. He's always been a loser, and he was a, and he was quite literally a loser in his final home game at that Cracker Jack Box Arena called Cameron Indoor, and I'm glad that people were crying in the stands after the games. You all are losers, too. I'm glad people spent thousands of dollars to witness that. You guys are major, major losers, and Coach K thinks you're losers. Told you all to basically shut up and be quiet. Uh, he said that it was totally unacceptable, which what a slap in the face to UNC. Like, you know, don't give this team credit for coming in here and dropping 90 on us. This was just unacceptable on our ends. And I the, the only thing better than Saturday night in that regard will be when some team puts C Coach K out of his misery and eliminates Duke from the NCAA tournament. That oh, will be a man. very, very fun moment when that happens. I hope it's sooner rather than later, and we don't have to oh. go multiple weekends and Oh, hopefully not a Final Four with K still being in it. But they're not going to win at all. And at some point, this they they will be eliminated. And hopefully Saturday was just a little preview that it'll be sooner rather than later. The, there was one really funny point in the speech, too. Justin, I don't know if you watched the, the speech or not. Um, I've always watched some of it. But he said something like, tonight was unacceptable. But this season, very acceptable. We're going to hang a banner. And like everybody thought that that was Coach K guaranteeing like a Final Four or National Championship. And he was like, no, a regular season ACC Championship banner. <laughs> <laughs> he did have like the season's not over yet line that uh, I'm sure if Duke does anything well, they'll play repeatedly and it'll be really, really annoying. But can I don't care if Kentucky lost Alabama by 20 and Duke won the ACC tournament. In no scenario is Duke's resume going to be better than UK's. That that has just been determined. Duke's got significantly worse losses, even with Duke having the head-to-head -head against UK. Um, there, there's no scenario where Duke should be above Kentucky in the seed line or the seed list, and um, that's just a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. Hour one done and dusted, as they say, on the old Pelotron machine. Hour two coming up next. We'll talk more basketball, but more importantly, get into a wild weekend on the Thornton's text line, which we're very excited to see what you all had to say. We'll talk more about Kentucky's win at Florida, SEC tournament, whatever you all want. Text on into Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, we'll all be back after this on the Big X.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us. KRC goes 7 to 9 on Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. You can stream us. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. I use the TuneIn Radio app. The Big X Sports Radio website works just fine. We have a data and hassle-free streaming number that sometimes works, maybe not. Uh, And if you can't listen live, we recommend the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, KRC is everywhere. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and you can listen to the podcast brought to you by Cornbread Hemp whenever, wherever, at your convenience. And that's the thing about Cornbread Hemp, Roush, is it's wildly convenient. Oh, uh, just go to cornbreadhemp.com, use the promo code Big X, and you get 30% off. Uh, Did you know it's Sleep Awareness Month, TJ? You need to get better sleep. So you should probably enjoy some cornbread hemp before bed, especially during March when you're going to want to be white knuckling it up all night watching games. That's how I was watching uh, Murray State Moorhead State Saturday night. I was like, you know what? You're going to be up till 2 a.m. if you don't take some cornbread hemp. So pop in some of that all organic, full spectrum CBD, uh, extra strength gummies, and rest easy with a little bit of cornbread hemp. It sounds good to me. Getting to this Thornton's text line in hour number two. Sounds good to me too. Roush, there's a ton. Uh, I still you know, want to talk a little bit about the Florida game and some other sports happenings, but maybe the text line will bring up some of these quick hitters. I think I think, I think they will. I think our, I, I, we can rely on our textures to get us to the content we need to discuss. All right. The first texture on the Thornton's text line says, if we're honest with ourselves, Justin is living all of our dreams Maybe not the dreams we have now, but a version of a dream we've all had at some point. You're in <laughs> Keep going, says the texter. Great text. Great text. Well, anything you want to add to it? I mean, I, I feel like my life is a dream, so I'm glad that someone else does as well. Did you have any more water over the weekend? I drank uh, probably about 40 ounces this weekend. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad at all. Rattle off a guesstimate of ounces. I I have no idea how many ounces. He was playing Edward 40 hands with water. Well, no. So (laughs) I drink drink those like big 33-ounce water bottles. So if I drink one, that's 33, obviously, and then I can just estimate the rest. Okay. So you had one of those big water bottles and then about seven ounces here or there otherwise. Yeah, Yeah, that's about right. We'll count it. I love it. Good. I wouldn't have liked Purdue as a matchup for us. Ivy would give us trouble, and Edie can be a bit can make things tough on Oscar. I know they're bad defensively, but I'd probably put them in the top five teams I wouldn't want to see. Yeah, I had them on my little list uh, when I'm. I think like three weeks ago, I made a list of like four or five teams. Uh, but still, I still think Kentucky would win a series, kind of comfort, maybe not comfortably, but. They'd win a series against Purdue. Indiana uh, beat Purdue at home and lost to Purdue at Purdue by two. If Indiana can play them that close, Kentucky would definitely win. Let's not get crazy. Justin, what was – so I actually wasn't watching because I believe it was during the Kentucky game. It was. was. Same time. That Oh, I was so mad about that. <laughs> but I, I believe I saw in the crawl that 
IU was down two, and they had two turnovers and two missed shots in their final four possessions. Yep, sounds about right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't really remember how it played out. I I just remember thinking, all right, this game's going to be ugly. Oh, wait, Indiana's hanging around. Oh, Indiana's got a shot. Oh, that's how the game went for me. It really, doesn't he sound like Peter Griffin sometimes when discussing, like... <laughs> Yes. So sad. Uh, so <laughs> what's the road for the Hoosiers? Uh, we got to play Michigan on Thursday morning. Uh, we win that one. We get to take on Wisconsin. I think Illinois. Uh, no, we're in the 8-9 game. 8-9 game plays the one. Correct. I haven't I looked up. Pretty sure the one's Illinois. Illinois came back and they got a share? Yeah, they got a share. Oh, you missed that. It was wow. a court stormy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see that at all. Yeah, there was a court stormy. Which is kind of a big deal because I don't know if they've said anything on for Wisconsin on Johnny on John. Have they said anything on Johnny? Have you heard that? I haven't seen anything about Johnny Davis. No. Okay. Because if I you, you know, if you were there. If if Nebraska can go on the road and win at Wisconsin without Johnny Davis, then IU certainly could maybe get them. But that Michigan game, now you'd have to beat Michigan and Illinois just to get to the Big Ten semis. That seems probably like a too too tall of a task. Are you at least happy with the Michigan matchup in the first round, or no? Uh, I don't know that I, I could say I'm happy about it, but I'm I'm looking forward to that game. I, th- I think if there's any team in the Big Ten that Indiana can win against in the first round, it is going to be Michigan, other than those like lower four teams, obviously. Yeah, I think they've got a shot against Michigan. And if we're being completely honest, I would much rather play Illinois than Wisconsin in that second game. You're nuts because you, we just got done saying that the national player of the year on Wisconsin may not be playing. Why would you rather play Illinois than a Wisconsin team that may not have their I mean, best player? I mean, if he's for sure, if he's for sure not playing, then yeah, I'm I'm in. But uh, if if Wisconsin's healthy, they are way more scary of a team than Illinois. Illinois just got Kofi and a bunch of other dudes. Mm. Kofi strongly, and a bunch of dudes. Tr- strongly disagree with the with the take, but I don't know. I, I've I've got. I hope I'm wrong about uh, his injury. It it did it did not look it did not look great. So I'm just looking at the Big Ten bracket, and Rutgers got a double bye as the four seed. So how? I just don't know. I I just don't know how like they were like a whoever won Rutgers or Indiana was going to is in the tournament or out. It's like how is that? And and I even went through their schedule to see if they had like some really bad losses. They lost to Lafayette, so that's one bad loss, and they had a loss. To Northwestern, but I'm pretty sure Indiana has one of those too. Uh, and that well, one's and on that, the road, so I, I don't I don't understand loss. the bubble viciousness nature of Rutgers if they're a four seed in the Big Ten. Well, I don't understand how Indiana loses to Rutgers at home and it's a quad three loss, but yet Rutgers is one of the best four teams in the Big Ten. It's ludicrous. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I don't. Get I that. think Michigan's probably in, even if they lost IU. Although that would put them maybe make them a little bit more nervous. But uh, big win for them like, at Ohio State yesterday. Yeah, it feels a little bit like kind of like a, a well, it's a playing game, I think, for IU. I think they got to beat them. If you lose Michigan, you go one and done in the Big Ten tournament. I, I don't think you're getting in. Indiana then, has to win two. I don't think you have to win two. I, we have maybe, to win. Maybe 
two and you're feeling great. I mean, if you beat Michigan and Illinois, then you're not sweating yeah, things there's out. There's no question. You know, yeah. you know, and that's why I wanted that Purdue game so bad on Saturday towards the end because that would have counted, in my mind, that's two wins for Indiana. It, it only counts as one in the win column, but in my mind, that's two wins. They're in the NCAA tournament if they win on Saturday. Well, I don't you, know if it's so much a quantity thing. I think it's a quality thing. And uh, from a quality standpoint, yes, you that that prob- that would have done it for IU. They just need – really, they just need one more good win. Um, we'll see if they get it, though. You, Otherwise, Justin's going to have to die. Are you worried, Justin, that Jawan Howard might come back and punch all of your head coaches in the face? I hate Jawan Howard. We got three head coaches. Three, he only, he's the only one. Three, three fists on for all of them. All of them are just <laughs> getting clapped. <laughs> Each and every one. Uh, what do we got next on the Thornton sex line? 502-414-1450. Uh, with all that said, top four teams I'd like to avoid, Duke, Arizona, Purdue, and Baylor. I don't know if you added that caveat to the last text. Arizona has got that one dude who, every time I see a highlight reel, he's running the four and dunking. But I don't really, I can't say I know much about them because they're Pac-12, and they don't really, they don't play real sports west of the Rocky Mountains. So, um not officially not concerned about a West Coast team. Yeah, I, I would put. I mean, if we're going on national championship, you, you need to put Auburn in there. Like they're they're a tough matchup for Kentucky as well. Uh, they they would be challenging. And I, I would put Gonzaga over. Yeah, over, you need over to put Gonzaga that, in there. that length. Um, Timmy would be Timmy would be a, a very tough time for Kentucky. Now, what would he be able to do defensively and rebounding? We'll see. But offensively, UK would have a tough time with them. And then Chet is maybe the number one pick. So, you know, that they, they should be in that list as well. Um, but I think Kentucky can, should, would beat every team that we've mentioned on the radio show today. And that means it should be a pretty exciting March. Expectations are high. just means more. Um, are you going to catch the fever this weekend? I'm not really sure. Are you, it, will I watch the SEC tournament? Yeah, I'm, I plan on it. Okay, good. You need to catch the fever. I know you were probably wondering maybe I'm, I was going to miss it, but not this year. Whew. Thank goodness. A texter, 502-414-1450. Justin's doing his best with his diet to ensure his body shuts down naturally if IU doesn't make the tournament. <laughs> Another great text. Technically, he Oof. did make this uh, kind of death bet with IU, but uh, coroner said natural natural causes. He hadn't had water in, in six years. Ooh, what's your um? What's the drink of choice this morning, Scoots? Uh, funny enough, water. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. I, and also, uh, I, I had some apple juice for you, uh, Scoots, when I was at the hotel this weekend. Just Attaboy. a shot of sugar in the morning to, to really get me going. Because the so, coffee wasn't I ha- enough. I have a disclaimer. It's one of those 33-ounce big bottles of water, but there's about, oh, maybe two and a half ounces missing. Not doing very good today. That's all right. Keep at it, buddy. It's early. You can do it. It's early in the week. Uh, Texture says... Did Roush just say seven in the morning, seven a.m. in the morning? He's all over the place today. Yeah, I was I was a little out of it last Friday. Had to hit the hard reset button. But hey, re- reset, refresh, getting back to normal. Spring football practice starts tomorrow. That's gonna that's wild. Time's fine. What are they doing for for media opportunities? Um, Mark Stoops is talking tomorrow at nine thirty a.m. Wow. Yeah, and uh, Rich is getting a hello. That should be a good time. A texter on the Thornton text line says, have we struggled with press 
with our full lineup feels like a lot of the struggle was versus LSU without Ty Ty and Wheeler. Well, they didn't close out the game to give everybody the warm and fuzzies all that great on Saturday, Roush. The, some struggles. Brooks threw that pass out of bounds, yeah. which wasn't uh, a great play. Cal said he wanted to take he, – he, he deserved the blame for that one. Um, th- there's, there's some sloppy play. This team has some sloppy play tendencies from time to time. Yeah, the the key on inbounding the ball in the final minute just like you said doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, but it it really came down to Florida hit a couple shots, um, and there was like one or two turnovers. But then Kentucky got fouled, and I think it ended up being like what a twelve point win, uh, well, only eight. But yeah, that that you know that's playing on the road. That's uh, playing a pesky team. That's being desperate. Um, you kept them in that buffer zone the entire game, though, so I wasn't too worried. Nice, easy cover for the Cats. Yeah, it, it's it's in a perfect world. It looks better, but. It, each one of these, you know, the end of the Florida game, some of the end of the other games Kentucky's played, they should serve as reminders. And I, I would hope, I would think these coaches and the assistant coaches, they've all been doing this long enough where it's like, all right, now it now it really matters. You know, the SEC tournament, if you make a couple mistakes, it's not the end of the world, but now it's time to really sharpen things up and know that Keon Brooks, you throwing that ball out of bounds – that 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 could have been con- your season if you do that, you know, two or three weeks later in the wrong spot. So you got to tighten up. You it just they should serve as little friendly reminders that like now it's really really serious and uh, and and we'll see. I, I don't love the lack of tournament experience. I don't also think it's like a death sentence for UK. I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I wish this team had had some guys that had maybe made a run once or twice just because. How many times do we see people kind of poo down their legs in the on the big stage? I don't think this team will do it because they've played in so many big Saturday games that they're going to be used to this stuff. But I think anybody would be fibbing if you said you didn't wish you had a little bit more right. current experience going well, into it. I think you'd, you'd like to have it, but, like, you know, Brandon Knight didn't have tournament experience when he had all those shots, and neither did Aaron Harrison. They had some guys on the team that did, at least the second one, that first go-around. Well, no, the first go-around, you, you had uh, – Ooh. DeAndre DeAndre Liggins had just gone to Elite Eight. I guess, yeah, they did before. go to Elite Eight the year before. Um, but prior to that, like George uh, wasn't could... George wasn't playing quality minutes in any tournament games in his career up to that point. No, he wasn't. And you know, same with Lamb and same with Jones and you see a Darius Miller too. People forget yeah. about him. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't you ever forget about Darius Miller. Now, all that being said, though, you could say 2010, that team didn't have any tournament experience, and that's actually true. And no offense, but like does that West Virginia game happen? Because that clearly, like that team wasn't a great shooting team, but it was it was more than just an off shooting night to go four thirty two against a one three one zone. Like that's all. That's mental. That's just getting in your own head. That's, yeah, settling for shots. Yeah, yeah. That, that same team had hit. You know, multi, had had great outside shooting nights at times that season. Overall, an inconsistent bad team. But I, I, I think it. I, you know, I think it can help. But it, it's certainly not the end all be all. I, I do agree with you there. Uh, Texter says we are slower slower than Christmas. Arizona is six in adjusted tempo and second in average height. Huh. More you know. I wouldn't know if they're slower than Christmas. I think I've watched I watched one of their late night games and they were about like 30 in a heartbeat because the Pac 12, it's not a real conference. That's the that's the thing too that I almost hate about my Gonzaga take. 
is I can't even get all like fired up for it uh, because it's like, oh, you're going to go play in the Pac-12? They don't play basketball either. Hey, so it's like great idea. Blend the Pac-12 and the West Coast Conference. Make it a super conference like the SEC is about to do. Ooh, ooh, the alliance of yeah. Western conferences. People have talked about that, just like Gonzaga joining the Pac-12 um, for basketball. It, I don't think it's it's going to happen. But the Pac-12 is day and night, years ahead of the ACC this year in basketball. <laughs> I mean, it just is. Like, I agree with you. Like the bottom of the Pac-12 is hilarious. Again, like I think Oregon State has three wins on the year, but at least Arizona is actually a good team. UCLA is a solid team. Oregon's okay. ACC is Duke, and maybe not even Duke. Ooh, um, do we have an update on Louisville's NCAA tournament hopes? Well, they played this weekend against Virginia, a team that they normally struggle. Only four-point dogs, uh, which was just an easy bet, Wait, to bet for Virginia. Oh uh, Virginia did win, and there, there's yeah, there's no other way to say it. UVL is just going to have to win in Brooklyn. Um, their run starts on Tuesday, which is the earliest you can start playing in the ACC tournament, which is not uh, not what you shoot for. They did not get the double by. They actually they, they they got the opposite. They'll have to play the whole tournament, and they'll take on Josh Pastor and Georgia Tech, oh. the defending champion. So bad draw for the cards. You never want to see Josh mm. Pastor in March. Everybody's always said that for all of eternity. He'll probably maybe be wearing a face shield, which is intimidating. But uh, I, I think the card season maybe comes to comes to an end on Tuesday night. The uh, I, I did enjoy the guy on the sideline that was going nuts in the like that. Mike Rutherford pointed him out, and a couple other folks. He was really the the one shining star for the cards. He was like, uh, what was that guy's name? Red Thunder for Florida State, the redheaded ball boy. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of. He was just he was just the hype man on the bench, and uh, Louisville they almost got it to four, and before they they blew that, so uh, yeah. It's- Boy, they're, Which they're, I, gosh, I got to the point where like watching their their senior day ceremonies actually made me sad. One of those few rare rivalry moments where you actually kind of felt bad. There was nobody there, Roush. Yeah, it was bad. They're like watching their senior day videos and like you know the touching tributes and like they were doing. They may as well have just done it in the locker room. It was. Ugh. And I'm sure a lot of those guys were just, besides Malik Williams, were just seniors that showed up this year. And so, like, let's see, let's let's relive the highlights of this great. They, they just show, they just show the midnight madness of Churchill Downs, and then it just kind of fades to black. <laughs> Shows the Bahamas. Uh, and then I do. I did want to give a shout out to to some other teams from the state of Kentucky that are actually good at basketball. Man, Moorhead almost got Murray State in the OVC championship. That was. It was, I was kind really of good... for, I was kind of rooting for Moorhead because I, I think Murray was going to get in. I, I, I mean, think so too. Yeah, they could have gotten hosed. We've seen it happen before, but I felt pretty confident in them getting in there with their record just alone. So I I, I was kind of rooting for Moorhead. I thought that could have could have doubled uh, the 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 Kentucky teams from that conference. And it's a uh, last time those two will face as OVC members. Murray, so Murray, they, they leave the OVC on top as champs, but I really like the dude uh, for Moorhead, Janai Broom, who is, he's right behind Oscar in double doubles. That dude, it, it really had, 
you can't watch a guy who rebounds like that for Moorhead State and not think of Kenneth Fareed. Um, mm-hmm. He he was an absolute beast. That was it was a great game that went down to the wire. And then um, tomorrow night, Bellarmine. That even though the NCAA is stupid and won't let them oh, go in the NCAA tournament, and A Sun has even even tried to petition a rule change, um, they can't go. But they can win a conference tournament, and they can win it at Freedom Hall. So they they tip off at five against I want to say Jacksonville. And I'm 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 going to make an I'm I'm going to make an effort to get out there for that game. I think that could be a real good time. I'd love to. It's gonna. I've looked into it slightly with leaving for for Vegas earlier this week. I'm just. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Not saying it's impossible, but I'd love to because it'd be a blast. U of L's pain is Bellerman's gain. Like think how many more fans they may be adding on just because you've got some like fringe card fans that are just like, this is ridiculous. This is not fun to watch. And Bellarmine's super cheap and they're good and they're fun. And they can also most years go to the NCAA tournament. That's a joke. It's, it's basically like once you switch from D2, once you move up division, you have what it used to be like a five year, almost like a probation transition period. Yeah, I don't know what uh, that now four years. So if you, like, because my sisters, they were a part of NKU's, and they were. It was just like your entire career, you can't go to the NCAA tournament. So dumb. I mean, it's, and I think they even the held program. them out of the conference tournament for the first year, um, and then they were eligible for it, and they end up losing in the conference finals. Uh, I think their senior season, but yeah, I, I just I, I feel like it's a very dumb like like what is the point of this rule? Because I, I, I all, all you're doing is hurting the kids. Like, there's there, uh, if you're good enough to be in the tournament, then why can't you be in the tournament? It's You're not just hurt, hurting the kids. You're hurting the program. You're hurting the university. You're hurting everything when doing it. And I think the intent was to actually like be protective and be like, well, you're moving up to D1. You guys are going to be really bad, so just don't even worry about the postseason. And, hey, you know, you'll be able to use that as an excuse that, hey, things aren't great right now, but we're not going to the postseason because we're transitioning and we're just trying to get better. We're trying to get our footing. Bellerman clearly has their footing. I'll let them compete. And while I'm sure they are adding fans, and I, that, make, that makes me happy because I like Bellerman, think if they were, think if Bellerman was a 15 seed playing in the tournament. Bars in town could really benefit from that, especially with Louisville not making it. Uh, it the, the whole city, the whole university could benefit from it, just having those March moments. And then if you have a Lehigh or you have a Mercer moment where you actually upset a team, that's huge for a university. It's huge for everybody involved, um, and it can really help grow a program. And the NCAA is basically just stunting Bellerman's growth, which is so weird to do for a program that's healthy, that can thrive, that can win, and maybe even win a conference tournament just after being in it for a couple seasons. But it's a hell of a run that went over mm-hmm. Liberty, a defensive slugfest, but they got the last laugh, and, and now they'll, they'll host. But that rule kind of ticks me off. Yeah, yeah, it, I, it, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it just doesn't. If if you had some sort of logical way for it, like we don't want these D two teams hopping up and stealing bids. It's like, well, if they were good enough, like you, I, 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 I cannot understand it. Cannot understand. It. Yeah, a texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Bringing out St. Elmo shrimp cocktail to sports media has to be oh, like gosh. when they drop a slice of bread in. And that's an hilarious text and a perfect analogy. And and folks, I I got to tell you that was maybe the weirdest part of the whole because like 
it was 10 i was going to get like another cup of coffee at 10 30 and they're bringing out they're, they're rolling out the shrimp cocktail can you and, tell this whole story we go to a break and you come back and 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 paint the scene of the media members feasting on saint elmo's shrimp cocktail that's a good idea let's yeah, yeah. let's take a break and come back with it. I, I said just, after you got off the air that that sports media members being fed free food is one of the most depressing sites in all oh, of the humanity really it really is it's just like they feast like they've never eaten food in their life. And most of them generally are kind of overweight, which, hey, you know, I'm a sports media member. I fall into that category as well. But it's not pretty. And Roush is going to paint the scene at the NFL Combine when they brought out St. Elmo's, which is uh, an Indianapolis novelty. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. Here we go. If you want to go and take a ride with me, we Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. And what exactly are your demands? We need more lemon pledge. With Walker and Roush. We're not responsible for that. You should just bring it from your own home. No. Got out of town on a boat. Gonna Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, on your Monday. Okay. It's uh, don't have the games all day today, but you do have some conference championships. More bids will be punched out tonight. Uh, we'll maybe get to that a little bit later on the show. And then a lot of semifinal conference games as well. And then starts more kind of with the mid middle of the day basketball tomorrow. And that will only ramp up throughout the week. And it's it's here, folks. The madness Man. is officially here uh, but Roush, you got a little taste of madness yourself when they brought out some St. Elmo's shrimp. And I, I did at least share the picture of that enormous conference room um, to start my week at the combine. And the thing is, is for the most part, it's usually just people sitting down typing away. There was at least one security guard who came up to the person next to me and she was like, Y'all don't mind me asking, but like, what are y'all, are, what are all of y'all doing in here? <laughs> it was just a bunch of journalists with like headphones on, pounding away at keyboards. It's like, oh, well, a lot of people are just like writing stories and stuff like that. Maybe doing some video work with interviews, yada, yada, yada. And it's pretty quiet, pretty low key room for the most part. But there, the buzz was palpable when I, I did go up to get my cup of coffee and I you saw them switching out the morning pastries. For another treat, and it wasn't just the gobbledygook deli that lunch meat. It was uh, a platter of shrimp from St. Elmo's. And first off, it was an enormous platter of shrimp, so it's just kind of impressive to see these just this uh, giant tray with like enormous shrimp on it. It's like, oh, well, that's something there. And it was, it really was. Like I know the office bit of like calling it Pretzel Day. I mean, that's how it was. People like. Uh, Stanley just getting up out of their seats and scurrying over there. Yeah, a, a horde of people surrounding it, talking, mucking it up, doing like the thing that you do to like uh, maybe get some small talk in to where you're not just like a greedy little savage that's just <laughs> ravaging these shrimp as quickly as possible. So there, there was it was pretty loud. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm gonna wait until things calm down and go over there. 
by the time I went over there 15 minutes later, gone. Nowhere to be seen. Animals. Did you at least get some of the cocktail sauce? Oh, it was everything was gone. Cleaned out. What? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Roush mm-hmm. didn't get any. Nope. You know what? That just shows how mature I am, too. That I wasn't well, going to just, you know, fall. When the cats it. are there for the first and second round, maybe I'll try to swing by and 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 be able to taste it, let you know what you missed out on. Okay. I, I would I would appreciate that. Yeah, would happily do that. I'm happily going to go to Salsaritas for lunch today, and you can be happy as well because they you, anybody can go. It's not like, you know, you can go, you can go. Anybody can go into Salsaritas. They're a very welcoming, open place. they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews, and it's so good, you all. Uh, big old burrito today, I think, is what's going to be on the docket for me. Chips, hot, spicy salsa. Maybe you'd rather have queso. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, to warm you up on what is going to end up being a chilly Monday when it's all said and done, rainy, chilly Monday. Get yourself some salseritas. Cheer you up. Make you feel good. It's good mood food, and they've got two locations. Download the app because you're going to save yourself some money. Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through so you don't have to get out in the rain. Salseritas has it all figured out, and you will as well when you go there for lunch today. All right, text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, physically uncomfortable hearing about Justin's water consumption. Get Mio drops or something, man. <laughs> I, I've you ever tried, had Mio? Yeah, I've tried the Mio in the past. It's good. It does a good job. I just, yeah, I, I don't have an excuse for this one. I should be using Mio and drinking about 80 ounces of water a day. But here we are, I don't. 80 ounces seems like a lot, maybe. Uh, they say you should drink half your body weight every day in ounces. Everybody in their head right now, carry the one. How much does Justin weigh? Uh, more than more than 80 ti- times two. <laughs> I was going to say 160 pounds, I think. Yeah, I'm, I am I'm safely north of that. The, the, the office scene. Uh, you, you weigh 260 pounds? Close, Kevin. Close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, texture. So, Justin, you legitimately don't eat dinner before you go to bed. Do you not go to bed starving? Oh, I missed one, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of platinum text here. Yeah. Justin, I love how you get how you rip the Bud Light Platinums because those suckers absolutely get you pummeled if you're not careful. They put you right where you need to be to go to bed. I'll tell you that. Just, just Honestly, after two Bud Light Platinums, you're feeling very buzzed. Justin, have you ever gone to bed absolutely plastered by accident? Uh, of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> of course. That, that really is a dumb question. Like, <laughs> it, it just get, it, A texter says, it just gets worse. Miami woman put on a 17-0 run to beat U of L. Oh, even the woman's team. Well, maybe old Dan McDonald and his farm are doing well for, for the baseball team. Maybe he might win the big one. Yeah, I don't think Jeff Walsh is winning the big one this year. I honestly thought Justin was kidding about the beers until he started getting into the chip specifics. <laughs> I sadly don't think you were joking. I was not. I don't. I don't really. I don't fudge the truth a whole lot on this show. Just so you all know. Just a little. Bit. Every everything that comes out of my mouth, pretty well accurate. I mean, I do also uh, understand it, at least like if you're going to be drinking, like you, beers can fill you up pretty quickly. You know, they can yes. So like, I, beer is food. Yeah, that, that many people are saying. Oh, uh, I was 
Sunday, the first hangover for me, Roush. It was so bad. <laughs> I bet it was. It really just makes you like, you know, it's really just not that I'm, you're not going to take advantage of a Saturday or a special event here or there, but the regular, the, 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 just can't do it, man. It's sad, but it's true. Was it the dehydration or the, like, you were just wiped out, like exhausted? That got Honestly, I think it was just like a combination of every, yesterday was miserable. Uh, this was like, well, I won't get in. I, like body sore from working out, which is not like I'm doing hard workouts or anything like that. I'm just old. And oh, do you never work out? Why is your body sore? Uh. Isn't that what you all said to me last week? Justin, my workouts are riding bikes 10 miles and doing 100 push-ups. You couldn't walk up a hill, you piece of garbage. <laughs> if, I rode a, if I rode a bike 10 miles, I wouldn't be sore the next day, promise. I wouldn't oh, right, walk up a hill. Seriously, I'm sure you fit in Hannah's bike shoes. Come over and we'll do we'll put on a Peloton workout. Right? Hannah, right? Hannah's You're sore walking up a hill golfing, but you wouldn't be sore biking 10 miles. You I are used to, I used to bike all the time. Okay, when the last in the last five years? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like riding a bike. You Not only do you not forget riding a bike, your conditioning never changes if you learn to ride a bike once. You're always at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Justin, you're the best, buddy. A texter says, good morning. <laughs> and I am. I'm, I admit that it's embarrassing that I get so sore. But then you add in the hangover. I think Black Water played probably the biggest role on Saturday, unfortunately. Mm, Got to uh, mix one in every once in a while. The weather's so good, and they were going down so smooth, you know? Not yeah. really the mop ball when you think about it. Uh, let's <laughs> forget where we are. Uh, uh, good morning. Oh, it's Alex from Colga. Hey, Alex. Here with a dumb Auburn fan interaction. Living less than an hour Auburn uh, for, from Auburn, naturally I get plenty of interactions, but this one takes the cake so far. I'm wearing my home field apparel, untouchable shirt, Auburn fan trying to playfully talk some trash. We touched y'all pretty good this year, didn't we? That's kind of a weird thing to say to somebody, by the I, way. I guess the untouchable thing, you're trying to make it a bar, but like that, yeah, that's a weird that. way to say it. We certainly touched you real good, didn't we? We are, uh, he says, we are a basketball school. Don't forget it. He responded to this Auburn fan and said, how? I'll be sure to remember that March 13th. The Auburn fan said, what's March 13th? And the Alex said, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, new money. He says, these Dingus fans don't even know when the SEC championship game is. Tell me you're new to success without telling me. <laughs> Love the interaction. Thanks for texting it in, Alex. Keep I'm doing sure it. you got to deal with a lot of those idiots down there. So you're, you're doing the Lord's work, Alex from Colgo. But this is it. Hey, you know what? Tennessee, Auburn, Arkansas, Kentucky. I think all those fan bases like their teams, like their chances in this tournament down in Tampa. And let's just uh, roll the ball out there. Let's see. I'm pumped. I really hope Kentucky beats Tennessee by 1,000 and then gets Auburn in the championship game. At Arkansas, whatever, you can have that one. Uh, Note went nuts, and you all got lucky. Um, Kirby texts into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. The idea that Clark and Brad talk about anyone else being in conversation for player of the year is absolutely mind-boggling. Oscar's dominating like no one has seen it for 40-plus years. Just stop it. Yeah, but Kirby, we, we forget, though, that like even when Anthony Davis won it, uh, they would like talk about other players like, oh, they could be – they're nipping at Anthony Davis's heels. Like, uh, unfortunately, in the world we – the media world we live in, you have to like – mention other folks just to, to drum up some 
drama, but um, we know that Oscar's going to be the one uh, taking it all home this, uh, I guess, this Final Four weekend. Ah, he Caps will be in New Orleans, 10-year anniversary of the championship. Oscar's going to be collecting his hardware, and it's just going to be a lot of fun for everybody involved. Uh, this is kind of funny. Christmas came early, watching the Cameron Indoor Cretans cry like little babies because Coach K, for crap, lost his last home game to arch-rival North Carolina. Just warms the cockles of my heart. Another texter, unrelated, says, Did Christmas come early this year? Cats win, and I get to watch ESPN do a celebration special for a Duke loss. Suck it, Duke. Oh, man, we really needed Tom Crean to show up and hand Coach K a pair of scissors to cut down the nets after that game. Oh, that would have been so good. People forget Indiana did that after losing. They cut down the nuts, which is just so classic IU. Uh, another texter, I'll be honest, going in, if I knew Duke would lose by double digits, I would have dipped into whatever 401k I have left and bought tickets. To be able to see sad people walking out of that barn would have been worth every cent. I said the same to the wife. I was like, you know how great it would have been just to be able to like be in Durham and then once you knew that it was going to be over, just go pull up a lawn chair and sit outside the arena and watch all those miserable losers leave. Oh, man. You probably have parents having to explain, like, well, the season's not over, little Johnny. Like, they still are going to have a chance in March. <laughs> Actually, you probably wouldn't have because it only holds, like, 100 people. So there's not too many little Johnnies there. That's true. That's, oh, gosh, dorks. A texter said, oh, uh, it was a tweet or it was an article. The Steelers are in play for Rodgers. And then the texter says, never mind. It's an Ian rap sheet said – Ian Rapsheet said it, so it's probably not likely. Wait, you don't like Rapaport? I like Rapsheet. That's what the texture says. No, he said it's probably not likely. Oh, real shame. Real shame. Rogers yeah. isn't leaving. Wow. Yeah, and he was supposed to, like, uh, just get it over with, Aaron. Stop wasting everybody's time. I'm, I'm tired of hearing idiots oh, on ESPN talk about you. Supposedly tomorrow is the day. And saying, like, give, like, give me a break. Aaron, like... There have been so many other people that, that have drugged things out significantly longer. I will admit the fatigue with Rodgers going from last season adds into all this, but it is, right. only, you know, like, or it's February. It's only March. The season ended in February, and it only ended about a month ago. So, But if, if he doesn't, yeah, if it drags on a little bit longer, I'll be on the same page with you. But he's supposedly tomorrow is the day. Okay. And if not, then I'm holding it to you. I'm holding it against you, TJ. You're personally accountable for Aaron Rodgers' decision. My guess is he comes back to Green Bay. Second, I think he'd retire. Third, I guess if he was like, if he came back, if he had, because he can't come out and be like, I want to go play for the Steelers. He, I guess he'd just come out and be like, I, I would like to be traded. I've had a good time in Green Bay, but I'd like to see possibilities elsewhere. I think that's the third most likely thing to happen behind one, him staying at Green Bay, two, him announcing he's retiring. Well, and um, if if his uh, ex has anything to say, like she, she said he's too dedicated to his career. So I have a feeling you're you're going to be stuck with him for one more year in Green Bay. Poor bastard. Some people are saying they're back together, by the way, or they never actually broke up. Um, it's on it's on them to see what their future holds. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally what one of Shailene's friends said to some media outlet. That's sweet. good. A texter says, what a day, boys. Cats win and old rat face goes out with an L. I laughed at the six grand ticket price for the Duke game, but if I would have seen this coming, I would have paid to see it. Go Cats. Uh, I'd love that just the whole – it really was the best-case scenario because nobody's watching ESPN if Duke wins afterwards, you know? 
But think of all the people that just tuned in. One, to see Duke lose and the clock hit zero. And then two, like, you guys are going to hang around and do this big ceremony after just getting pummeled by your rival. So funny. I'm in. NFL Combine videos keep hitting my social media. I've been through the ups and mostly downs of Kentucky football in my life. So proud of what the coaching staff is doing and where the program's going. Seeing Atlanta sooner than later, never in my life would ever think or believe that. Go Stoops and go Cats. So uh, uh, quickly, a few results. Josh Pascoe ran a 4.77 seven, seven at 270 pounds. Like crazy. Had the third highest vertical leap of all defensive ends, 37 and a half inches. He was top 10 in the broad jump as well. Uh, he had a good night. The offensive lineman did well. Dare Rosenthal was the fastest, uh, had the fastest 40 of all the offensive linemen. Um, and th there was – I don't know why Bully and Corker didn't go through – like they didn't run. They I, I know McCall did drills on the field, but uh, that that seemed like a, a poor decision to me. I'm, I'm not really sure why unless it was injury-related. But Yusuf did have the most bench press reps of any at his position, although like just not a lot of people are bench pressing this year. The, the schedule was different. Um it, it, it made for a wonky kind of – it got out of the routine a little bit with kind of smooshing things together and going at night. But all in all, I think the Cats in general uh, did more help than harm this weekend in Indy. Roush, did you just say that Dare ran the fastest 40 out of all the old linemen? Because I could have swore it was nobody but Jordan Davis with everything I saw this weekend. He's not an offensive lineman, you dingus. Is he Oh, no. he's the he, okay. I got you. I thought he was old guy. My he's fault. a big freak. Hand up, hand up. Jordan That's Davis. on me. Yeah, Jordan Davis did though. It was crazy. Like I, I forget what his number was off the top of my head, but at like three, I mean, dude's a freak. Yeah, that I mean, it is just not somebody can be that big. Hey, by the way, uh, this is super late notice, but if anybody wants maybe some tickets to a Pacer game for tomorrow night versus the Cavs. Really good seats. You let me know. And yeah, no, we're in TJ's uh, DMs. And if you were somebody who was the spread madness, one of the spread madness people, definitely reach out if you want tickets. And then you can go to the game, obviously. I like the caveat. If you want tickets, reach out and you would have been just like no can't have any <laughs> well people may be like hey you know what about me and be like yeah sure if you want them and they'll be like i can't make it actually it's like well i'm glad you could waste everybody's time oh wow breaking news breaking news kirk Herbstreet's going to be the thursday night football analyst on amazon and he's expected to continue his role on college football at espn so whoo so Thankfully, uh, sticking around in college football. Yeah, but he's going to be doing NFL football Thursday nights, college football on the weekends. I like that. That's good. I do, too. I do, too. A texter says, Kansas shot 36 free throws. The Texas is 19. I'm on, I'm of the belief that Kansas gets the best home court whistle in college basketball. I think they had 12 home games this season that were decided in the final five minutes and would have lost most of them without Zebra's help. They're taking an early exit in the tourney, fellas. That's generally why Kansas doesn't have, I think, a lot of great success. And I, you know, big conspiracy brain. I do wonder if different conferences will tell their officials different things. You like to think that that doesn't happen anywhere. But, like, in some conference, maybe the emphasis will be on, hey, you know, the Blue Bloods are the Blue Bloods. They'll be fine. Let's let other teams in the conference kind of 
pull them up and see if it can't make everybody a little bit better. If there is conspiracies with conferences and officials, clearly the Big 12 says blue bloods are untouchable. Kansas it gets an unbelievable whistle, mm-hmm. the likes of which isn't seen throughout college basketball. And I think it's partially why once they don't have Big 12 officials in the tournament, they get a fairer whistle, all things considered, and generally get bounced pretty early on. So I, I agree with you, Texter. Uh, Luckett had a good line. Like I didn't know beating South Carolina was like winning at Fog Allen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a bunch of losers. The only thing that makes me happier than a Kentucky win is a Texas and Kansas going to OT and further delaying the Coach K butt slapping event. Suck it, K. Texter says, Whoa, that Texas player just got mugged in OT and got called for a jump ball. Hashtag stop college refs 2022. Um, Texter says, Finally finished Friday's show and scoots. I'm not quite right there with you with the water, but I'm dang near close, unfortunately. When I got my master's a year ago, it absolutely destroyed any semblance of healthy habits I had left. Because I was not staying up, because I was having to stay up late, excuse me, and to complete my papers and stuff. And now I'm a terrible sleep schedule, a minor addiction to Red Bull, and just crave the worst fast foods at the worst times. I do still try to drink water throughout the day, but I agree with Justin. It's super annoying to have to pee every hour, especially as a teacher. Bottom line, school is for fools. I'm dying, lol. <laughs> uh, but my only thing is with Justin and with you, Texter, is that like, so Red Bull doesn't make you pee. This is a fascinating development to me. Soft drinks don't make people pee. Not like water. No, uh, there's there is nothing other than beer. Once you break the seal, it runs faster through you than water. The, the breaking not. the seal thing always ticks me off. There's no truth to the idea that once you break the seal, you yeah, no, there is, there is, there is absolutely truth. To there's that. not. You're drinking significantly more beer. That's why people think when you drink that you have to go pee, or pee more. No. You're putting a ton more liquid into your body. That's why you pee more. No, it's a diuretic, TJ. Yeah. Like there's, there's. You're wrong on this one. Like I'm right I'm, on I'm this just, one. People pee no, more. No, I'm telling you, like this is science. You're putting more liquid talker, in your body. Wrong. So if you drink more water, are you going to pee more, yes or no? If you drink more – yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, the beer thing, the breaking the seal, it's true because like, Not beer true. is a diuretic. Well, Not and true. TJ, here's here's you how you know it's true. Because you, you, more. You, if you get to a party, you're going to drink, what, three or four beers before you go to the bathroom? And then once you go to the bathroom, you're having, what, maybe one or two between bathroom trips? It is true. You, no, you it's not true. You probably have like three or four. You're just drunk and don't realize how much you're actually drinking. And it also catches up to you. Where like, you know, you're putting more liquid in that, that is being processed. All right. We don't have enough time for this. You yeah, guys but, are, yeah, the you guys science, are uh, sci- our yeah, scientists, correct. listeners out there will back us up. 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text. More line. liquid into your body, more waste will come out of your body. That's I other way. For teachers, my wife, she does not use the bathroom when she goes to school. Just eight-hour days, won't go once. That's crazy. Exactly. Teachers, they're, they're, they're warriors out there. Uh, text on the Thorns text line says, our teams almost never have turning experience going into it, not worried about it with this team at all. I don't think teachers should be determined warriors because they don't use the bathroom. And I can personally... Uh, I knew several teachers that would frequently use the bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah, but like it's also just the the dealing with kids going in the room. You only have X amount of minutes between classes, X amount of minutes for lunches. You know, you know how the whole, whole spiel goes. It's, it's chaos. I'm sure your wife has time to use the bathroom, but I don't blame her for not wanting to use a bathroom. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, I like I like the home court advantage at home. Who doesn't? A texter says, our team almost never have tourney experience going into it. Not worried about it. 
with this hmm. team at all. I don't totally agree with that. Um, the Texans most teams really do have, I mean, you know, the 15 team obviously had plenty of experience. Uh, but anyways. Uh, feeling good about my prediction that Sharp is on not on next year's team, but DJ Wagner's is. Just kidding. I'm told he's too young to reclassify. Yeah, he's only like 15 years old. So yeah, I don't think Wagner reclassified. But hey, I, I was on the, my smell was on the right trail for Sky Clark. He did reopen his recruitment yesterday. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know, there was just some, some strange comments out of there, but, uh, I, I think my general takeaway that it, we mentioned last week, it remains true. Like a pretty confident, severe wheeler, CJ Frederick, those guys are going to be back. Might just have to hit the portal to find another guard. Yeah. And it'd be a better guard than Scott Clark. We basically touched on, I mean, the reason, yeah, we touched on this last week where I did not think he was going to decommit, obviously wrong about that. Don't totally care. Um, Slater was right, but it was funny. The article they linked, it was still like a pro UK article. That dude was a huge yes. leader for two years. That's why it's a surprise. But it, it basically his quotes to Jack, uh, KSR, I think it was to Jack, uh, but it was on yeah. KSR, his quotes to Kentucky sports radio. He basically said, like he alludes to just maybe not being good enough to play at Kentucky's level, which I thought which was is, pretty man. blunt and probably the exact, I mean, it is the, the scenario. You just want to be nice throughout the whole thing. Like we said last week. But he he said it. He basically yeah. since the injury, I've been a step slow, and I need to figure out what what's best for me. So uh, no, that's that's nothing on UK's end. Wish him the best. Seems like a cool kid. Yep. That's that's no loss on UK's end. Uh, another texture on the Thorn Sex on says you could see the Duke players get tight at the end of that game. It would be a shame if K's narcissism hurt them down the stretch. Oh, oh man, that's a great. that's a great point. They're going to get real tight in March when they know it's Coach K's going to be yeah. his last game. What opposing fans and players need to do like whisper in their ears and be like, man, it'd be a real shame if you were the one that ended everything for K this game. And round of 32, man, you'd be really embarrassing if you got a little tight here. Uh, I hope it happens. Can't can't wait till it happens. Uh, Texas says, I know Norlander and the likes were gutted by that result. Duke is literally so soft, and Coach K is such a literal baby. Absolutely hilarious how the staff was butthurt that the staff at UNC didn't praise Coach K with the red carpet and in return act like complete babies not shaking Hubert Davis's hand at the end of the game. Coach K and the entire Duke program is so soft, and I'm ecstatic they lost. All about himself and thinks he's the king of England, and everyone should get on their knees and bow. <laughs> hilarious. Great text. Totally agree. Oh man, the king of England. That's that's <laughs> that's funny. Roush, why do so many players skip the bench press at the combine? Well, they used to do them on two different days, so you could bench on one day and then run the next day. They don't want to bench, uh, and like like the trainers will tell you that if you max out your bench press, you're probably going to slow yourself down while running. So a lot of them just skipped it to do it at pro day. Interesting. So Memphis is in the tournament now because they beat Houston twice and won a one at home against Bama. Beat a team with zero quad one wins and beating the fifth best SEC team at home, I guess outweighs all the other sub 100 losses they suffered. I'd be livid if I was Justin to see Memphis get in over IU. They've won, I think, like uh, Memphis is hot and they're playing. Yeah, they are hot they're and they look they look solid. All that being said, I wouldn't be if the committee tries to do something cute and puts Memphis with Kentucky. Could totally see that being the second round game in Indianapolis. I'm not scared of Memphis. I think Kentucky nope. would easily beat them. But just seeing how they looked in December versus how they look now, it is night and day. And you know, you can give them a little bit of credit for that. They look like a better team. They 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 clicked when they needed to click. And I didn't think they were going to click with how big of a disaster that program was. But big whoop, they they may win a tournament game. Who cares? How about the uh, another texture. The quarter was awesome to watch. Glad Ryan Howard is getting the season she deserves. 
Yeah, yeah. Man, that was just such an exciting second half. Shout out to the Lady Cats. Hilarious what four days can do. Like, her legacy <laughs> goes from did we waste her to now she's in the history books as winning uh, the first SEC tournament championship in 40 years. There's going to be a banner hang. They're going to get rings. All just for that. So awesome. Sport so is awesome. by March, ladies and germs. Mm-hmm. by March. Yeah, and the texture just reinforces your point. What? Two weeks ago, I was thinking UK was going to waste the career of one of its top two players, Valerie Still, uh, in UK history. Amazing how that team turned around. Don't know what will happen in the NCAA, but so happy that Ryan and crew got to finally celebrate a championship. Totally agree. And it really doesn't matter what happens in the tournament. Like, they're already in the history books. That's the great thing. But, heck, go out there and keep making noise. Get to the second weekend. If you can beat South – if you can do that run you did in the SEC tournament, you can make the Elite Eight. You can – maybe you can – you can – theoretically win at all if you beat South Carolina, but uh, you you can make a, you can do exactly what you did and do it in the tournament and make another run. And they were looking at like maybe an 11 seed and now they're probably going to be like a six seed. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, Texter says, I really hope we meet and beat Duke in the tournament. I'm sure just about every fan base wants that. I hate those whiny soft fans and their whiny soft coach. Respect his career, but Kay can't wait for the slurpage from the media and the whiny rat face to get gone. Good rins. I think I actually might like Patino more. Oh, I certainly do. Patino is at least fun to like cheer against. Coach K is not even like, because he's so damn holier than that. At least when Patino does it, he lays it on so thick that it's like obvious he's full of crap, you know? You want to talk about terrible officiating. Hope you're watching the Lady Cats. They're getting the crap kicked out of them physically. Zero fouls called in South Carolina. Unbelievable. Well, suck at Gamecocks because UK won anyways. Name a sports program in America that has more momentum as a whole than Kentucky. Football, softball, baseball, men's and women's basketball, volleyball. We have a legit superstar in Abby Steiner in track and field. There's not a better school athletically in the country. It's a great time to be a cat, and we only, and we ain't done yet. Well, credit to Mitch Barnhart. Uh, yeah. Serve alcohol, goober, but still, you run a good athletic program. I'll tell you that much. Anybody else's women's team win a title on the show today? No? Oh, oh well. Okay. Oh, man. Poor U of L fans, and Scoots, your uh, your Hoosiers came close. Yeah, great joke. Best thing about UK women's basketball winning the championship is everyone being more concerned about Cal's lucky Rolex. <laughs> I wouldn't say that they were more concerned. Roush, you start out with big incentives for every night he stays in bed, whether it's toys, food, activities, whatever he likes the most. When you establish a two week routine, you wean the incentives to smaller, and then boom, gone. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta reinvent nighttime because the I thought we had a decent thing going, but it's taking too long now. I can't I can't be an hour every night is just way too much. Hour plus. I guess something for me to look forward to, huh? Mm-hmm. They can restay in their crib now. He can just like jump out of it if he wants. Oh to. man. Yeah. Uh John here. Hey, good morning. Good morning, morning. Salutations, my friends. Congrats to the women's basketball team for winning the SEC championship. I was at the bowling alley having some fun. And it got better because I got to watch the game and see a fantastic finish for the Lady Cats. Hopefully that men's team can do some TCB in SEC tournament. I'm glad Oscar's been dominating, but I really feel like we need others to step back up and mainly talking about Grady and Washington to win the SEC championship and beyond. I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but how does a step-up do – how much of a step up do they really need to get this done? Well, what do you guys think? Got to go talk to you later. We'll spend more time on that tomorrow, John. Um, mm-hmm. Today we've had to touch on a million different things. But 
don't disagree with you. The, the great, I've got, I've got takes. I've got Grady and Wheeler takes. We'll have to save them for tomorrow, though. Mm, and uh, I've, I've got, got Tata takes. So, yeah, I've got uh, Grady, Wheeler, Tata. The whole, we're, we will save those for for twenty four hours. Is Probably. Nick still drunk? Uh, no, no, not still drunk. Uh, sober Sunday. Uh, Texter says sources tell me Roush and Big Blue Drew were at the zoo on Saturday, just not together. No, con- unconfirmed, not at the zoo on Saturday, but apparently everybody else in the city of Louisville was. All right, we're about ready to run out of time here. UK women have been the reign of excellence recently. Top 10 in gymnastics, 15 softball, U.S. record 200, NCAA champions volleyball, multiple Olympic gold medals, U.S. amateur golf. Uh, what a ride. Way to go. Wow, we got uh, knocked off there. But we're back, wrapping up the final text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Just crushing it in every sport right now. Uh, One texter says, the last we will ever hear from JK47 is Thursday, March 10th at 1.30? Potential. He'd have to wait till Selection Sunday, though, just to make sure. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We we should wait till Selection Sunday just for confirmation. Really pleased with how Wheeler has looked in the couple weeks before his injury and how he's looked since he came back. Really controlling the game and making and playing, controlling the game well, excuse me, and making smart plays. Uh, your body has a hormone called antitoretic hormone. It keeps you from peeing. Alcohol inhibits the hormone's functions. Yeah. Wow. Science. Suck it, DJ. It's just, it's, it's, it's totally untrue. I mean, just think about it. You drink more, you you go to the bathroom more. You eat more. You go to the bathroom more. It's common. It's common sense. It's not how, no, I, that, that's not how it works. That is factually how it works. You go drink a lot of water, see if you go to the bathroom more. See, if, mm, not how it see, works. See how that works. All right, uh, we need. I, we do. I do want to get more into the X's and O's tomorrow of like you know game tie tie those guys like we mentioned. So we'll do that tomorrow. We'll wrap up the show today. Good time, fellas. Yeah, great, great time. time. Woo. We'll see you on Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker. Ain't gonna catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty.